This episode was created with the intent to ruffle some feathers. Cancel us if you would like. Just know that we don't give a fuck. Yeah. They know what it is, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell them hoes I'm on some other and I'm never coming back. Bringing like it's on another planet. Fire in the boot, fire in the boot, in the boot. You should die, come to the boot, was tripping off the lap. So they said that I ain't got it now. Tim would was with Tim would was with Tim. Ain't no relax. They know my making this pretty mad. All of my niggas gonna have to hold me down and tell me something. I got a mouth, I could do better. I can admit, I got a couple screws loose and I gotta get it together. They got me hot, they got me scorching. They want the flame, I'm finna torch them. They better stop. I am the chosen, I got a stack. This is a fortune. I just made that beat and killing it. I keep giving myself a fortune. Jordan scored more. More than 40, I got the songs like Rick and Morty. Such a wine from Mulan, you had just entered the mind. Humble rapper in his prime, you still 30 bars behind. Man, that's the hell of me. You think that your squad here? You think you got bad luck? You know who got all the stuff. That's why they don't act up. It's like you got bad luck. I so if you guys didn't know it is the kid troll toll trap aka wesley pipes if you know he never made the league turned down um foam major lion pumper and the new alias that's just been happening, the bull, Lob Jeremy. Yeah, man. Liddy Richie. Lob City <laughs> out here, boy. <laughs> and, you Lob know, Jeremy. to my right, I'm going to throw up the oop because I'm the bull, Lob. Yeah, man. I'm going to go up and get it. Swan <laughs> King, Rogue One, checking in. The bull, Kate Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Cake <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to just go with that. <laughs> Today, I am just Cake Griffin. <laughs> nothing you know, more, nothing less. <laughs> I had to play off the Lob City. You know what I'm Look, I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. <laughs>
Oh, I love it. All right. Well, shit. Yup, Kate Griffin. <laughs> Leaving it at that for today. <laughs> Throwing it to you, black boy. <laughs> Step back. <clears throat> <laughs> wet. Is that wet? I am black, but a biscuit, aka suave. I start about a toast, I start about a start aka young pick of the poker, aka your rotisserie's favorite dark meat, aka Mrs. Stay Wavy, so I ain't gotta be wavy. Let's get it. You want that, John? He need a uh, he need a lob city player named Trav Cook. <laughs> Okay, let's see, let's see. We got Give it to me, give it to me. Pause. So we got we got Kate Griffin. Kate Griffin. Love Love Jeremy. Chris <laughs> Chris Paul's name doesn't sound like anything. Yeah, we can't we can't really play on <laughs> DeAndre Jordan Paul. like this. DeAndre Jordan, that's a that's a little tough. Yeah, yeah. you gotta find something in there. Uh, Who they role players? Just, <laughs> damn, <laughs> I can't damn. think of that unit. I'm coming off the bench. Huh? That's crazy, right? See how they do. Cock it? Rivers. Give me, give me some <laughs> Cock Rivers. <laughs> we got we got Kate Griffin. We got Cock Rivers. And Lob Jeremy. Lob Jeremy. <laughs> and then if you want a three, we got BJ Leddick. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> JJ Leddick. JJ Leddick. Cause B- it's hard. <laughs> BJ Reddick. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yes. So that's DJ how. DJ Lead Dick. <laughs> Just like that, we are here back. giving Lead Dick. Cock Rivers. That is hilarious. Cock, Cock Rivers. rivers. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that. Okay, well, here Good we are. start. Yeah, we, we are the Ether Podcast. Good um, start. <laughs> so, you know, you know it's, it's crazy how, how life is moving right now because, you know, Memorial Day just passed. It was last weekend. And, you know, we're about to enter into June and it's crazy because it's like, I feel like when the quarantine first started, um, April moved just both April and no, it was March. March moved extremely slow. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. But <laughs> now it feels like but now a- April flying. and May and we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're April, in June April now. April was a blur. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this episode, it's May 31st right now. Like. It's crazy, like to think that we're already about to be in June, and I'm still inside. We're already in summer. Didn't experience spring. Mm, yeah. See, see. Can we? Can <laughs> we? Can we acknowledge as a group that we've gone nonstop two episodes a week, every week through a quarantine and haven't missed the beat. They hear this, but are they listening? But That's are they listening? You hear Jimmy, but are you listening to Jimmy? I mean, it's. It, I mean, it's just. It's just kind of like, man, transition tighten, man, because. That's what we're talking about today. Even a, even a certain podcast mm. based out of New York took a break, mm. took a hiatus, mm. if you will. But you know, we here. We here. We we never left. Listen, man. Me me and Suave upgraded our home systems. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we can't you know. be here because we never left. Ish, I'm yeah, saying. I'm saying. <laughs> let, me, let me let me let me give a little ah. <laughs> A little, hot, a little <laughs> AH on the boards. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just like, you know, this is a time where if you want to go out and get something, you need Vagina. 
I mean, COVID cop. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can go out and Look. get it. Kate, Kate, Kate Griffin, baby. <laughs> Kate Griffin taking all the lobs. Go up and, go up and dunk that shit. <laughs> you got to dunk that shit. You got to dunk it. He said, you got to slam dunk it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if there's a time where if you ever wanted to read up on something or if you ever wanted to hone your craft on something and get and just and just fine tune it and get better at it, this is the time. Because, I mean. You have all the time. <laughs> all the time. You have all the time. All the time in the world. And you know you can chill. You can binge. You can you can you can still get in all the shows that you need to catch up on. But if there's something that you really want to go after, this is the time to really put in the work. And and granted, you know I'm not I'm not taking away from anyone that's been putting in the time. Facts. Before this, because you know we sure as hell have been. But now it's kind of like. If you were a Super Saiyan before, now you gotta be Super Saiyan Blue right now, close to Ultra. Yeah, he said fuck two, fuck three. He said Blue. Shit, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like all them other forms are irrelevant. You gotta just go right to what works the best, and <coughs> you, the time is now. And you know, let me, let me maybe, let me maybe a little bit stop where I'm going right now because I ain't trying to drop. Nah, bro, give it to him, bro. Lob it, lob him up there. <laughs> no, listen, I, I'm here to help out everybody else because we're trying to get to the same goal. But at the same time, man, y'all are competition, so fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, Word. can't I, can't give them all the keys. Yeah, no, but honestly, man, like if you've ever like told yourself that whether like, oh, I'm gonna learn how to play the guitar. Oh no, I'm gonna learn how to do this, that. What's stopping you now? If there, <laughs> if there was ever anything that was stopping you from before, well, okay, whatever. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question what you had going on in your life. But what's your excuse now? That's 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 what I'm gonna say. Yeah, because you know, now? so many people, and I'll admit that I've I've fell victim to this. Like when they we wanna, all have. Mm-hmm. when yeah, they when they want to start when they want to start like a future endeavor or like a passion project or try something new. Like, a lot of times, they fall into that, if I don't try, then I technically didn't fail. And they'll just live in that state of unknown. Like, let's say, let's say like like you said, I want to play the guitar. And let's say, if I did try and I sucked, now I know I suck at the guitar. But if I never pick it up, I'm like, yo, I could be amazing. You know, right, I just didn't right. try. So I don't suck. Like, I technically, it's like, yeah. it's up in the air. It's like a state of unknown. It's like, I feel like a lot of people live in that reality. Like, you know, I want to move out to Hollywood and be an actor. Or I just haven't gotten around to it. You know, if, if I put my heart into it, I'm, I'm definitely do it. I didn't fail because I didn't try yet. And you <laughs> and you just kind of, like, brought up something that always runs through my mind when I see people pursue these type of creative endeavor, en- endeavors, but I feel like don't really have the passion for it. I feel like some people see the end goal yeah. in the sense of, like, Oh, I want the glitzy and glamour, but everybody want to be famous. Yep. Nobody want to do the work. Yep. But like, do you want to do the work? And then also, do you genuinely enjoy doing it? Like, I, c- I can sit here and say that I have a great time recording this podcast. Oh yeah, with mm-hmm. you guys. It's not like, yo, 
It's not what, a task. Yo, well, all right, we we meeting Saturday at, at three. All right, I guess I'm gonna be there. Like allegedly, no. allegedly. Yeah, like y'all don't need to know when we really do this magic. <laughs> yeah, we actually we actually record um on Tuesdays, um, February twenty twenty yeah. February thirtieth. Yeah, in, in, in Switzerland. So um. <laughs> we record the we record we record the thirty second of every month. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, it's never it's never a question of mine of like, do I want to do this with y'all? It's because, no, <laughs> hell yeah, like, I want to do it every single time. But I see people that do pursue it. And one, sometimes it's like, yo, you don't got a creative bone in your body. But, that's <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, as cargo. Let's talk about the French food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just like, I think people will see the results and feel like one. Actually, you know what? It's like that media, that venue, that industry that you're trying to get into. It's probably the hardest. Yeah, especially like acting. Yeah, when acting and music. Acting, music, podcasting, sp- yeah. everything, like everything in that creative vein. The is, entertainment industry is, yeah. is is super hard because it's like it's congested as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Because There's it's like so much talent out there. What are you bringing Facts. to the table that is different from what is already out there? Because if there's already a podcast that's out there that you know covers every, like like for example, what if what if we us three sat down and was like, yo, let's cover music, a little bit of pop culture, and what's relevant in hip hop? Why would people listen to us when they go to Button's podcast? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause uh-huh. we're better. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but. As 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 an aspiring yeah. podcast, it's like you you still can go that r- route. Like th- I'm not telling anybody to, to just because there's something out there that's successful that might cover what you're trying to do. Do it better. Yeah, do I'm not better. I'm not saying that you guys shouldn't even touch it. But what I'm saying is is that I think that there needs to be more thought behind it as far as like what are we bringing to the table. That's different from what they're bringing to the table yeah. because you can s- you can cover the same shit, and if it's if it's nothing different than what's already <laughs> out there, <laughs> you're right. If it's nothing different than what what's already out there, then why should somebody who is already invested in this podcast when there's so much content in the world where it's honestly to the point where like I have to pick and choose yeah. what I want to watch, what I want to listen to, and what I want to view, so. You know why should this no name podcast enter my rotation? So um, that's one thing that you know, as everybody is going through this quarantine, just like everyone, everyone else in this world, is that if you are pursuing a new creative endeavor, just really put some thought into it. Don't just like buy the equipment, get on a mic, record, and be like, okay, I hope it works because it won't work. Yeah, it won't work. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just gonna say it, it won't work. So, yeah. but. That's my little intro preamble. If you guys have any other thoughts nah, that you want to get off. To kind of add off of that, it's like, I think, I want to say they said it uh, in The Last Dance, the MJ doc. It was either it was either in The Last Dance or something that I was watching about my dad, LeBron. It was one of the two. But they were saying, like, I'm pretty, I'm 99.9% sure it was the Mike John. But they were saying, like, his skills as a player isn't what made him great. He was like, they was like, everybody practices. Everybody trains. Everybody on that team was in the gym busting their ass. Mm-hmm. Everybody was getting up 100 shots pregame. 
everybody was staying after. Like, everybody was competitive. Everybody wanted to win. They was like, it was like his competitive, his his drive to be number one. Like, that he was just like, I'm not going to let you beat me. Like, they was like, that's right. what was right. his thing that made him so great. Like, they was just like, everybody talks about, oh, he was the best player because, oh, he could do this. He could do that. He could switch in the air with the layups and shit. And they was like, everybody could do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, this is the right. NBA. Like, this is players of the, at the, of the highest caliber. And I've said this before. Like, if you really think about it, like, the, the best, if you think about how the draft works, the best niggas out of college go to the league. And a lot of times, they're the worst niggas in the NBA. <laughs> so, like, if you didn't put that in, like, the scope when you have, like, players like LeBron and KD to, like, think of how good they have to be. Like, if I'm a college player and I'm dirtier than the whole student body and then I get drafted to the NBA and I can't even get off the bench, like, how good was I really? <laughs> like, I mean, like that's that, a good point. Yeah, like, to that, that exact type of hustle. Point. Like, Jimmer Ferdet, he's been playing in China. Oh, he, I loved, I was 1,000% a Jimmer mania in college. Cooked in college, in college. Yeah. Came out, boom, on the Kings. Boom. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he's OJ been, Mayo. Yeah. Uh, Quincy AC from Baylor. Dirty in Baylor. Didn't even get off the bench. I don't even remember what team he went to. That's how, <laughs> that's how insignificant see, he was. You see, like, dudes like, like Adam Morrison, who was cooking at UConn and then was the number two pick in the NBA. And Yo, that, shit. uh. That that OJ Mayo, Derek Beasley, Derek Rose, Greg Oden, that was the worst hyped up draft class <laughs> of all time, yo. <laughs> like, like just, just that cooked, was the just worst. In college, that was man. the worst hyped up like yo, like none of them niggas outside of D Rose, and we know how his career went, amounted to anything in the NBA. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like Greg Oden played eight games combined <laughs> his whole career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> he was supposed to be like the next up. That nigga went number one. Yeah, like, he, was supposed, he was supposed to be next up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 just it's just wild to think how things play out. But you really gotta. I mean, uh, it just comes down to whatever you're passionate about. You really gotta be serious about it because, like, you can. Yeah, sure. If you're working your nine to five and it has you the means to get all the necessary equipment, gear that that from a standpoint of looking professional and sounding professional, yeah, cool. Okay, you have the means to get that, but do you have the talent and drive to actually deliver on that? Yeah, like you could have the best recording setup in the world, but who's gonna listen to you if your shit sounds like ass? Like, oh, this some clean shit. <laughs> like, like, you just, you oh just, yeah! You just gonna come at our early quarantine episodes? <laughs> 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 we got, we got better. <laughs> no, we had, we had good shit. <laughs> yeah, you right? You asked, yeah. But you, but you just hit on it. it's like it comes down to passion because like I always think back to because y- y'all know baseball is my favorite sport and I played for years. It's like I got tall and switched to basketball, but I think of like about professional baseball players who play. 162 games a year every year and for the most part outside of pitchers baseball careers are really long because like right. you're not exerting the most energy like you you only play half the game right. like either your offense defense not everybody plays every position like basketball or uh so it's yeah. like i think about that and if you think about that person who like just did it because they're good at it and they're in it for a paycheck like by like year four you're burnt out you're like oh fuck i gotta play today 
Like, and it's like baseball plays like baseball. You legit play every other day, sometimes twice a day, like to like burn through 162 games. Right. And and spring yeah. training, like, yeah. you got 162 games, not including spring training. And if you're on, a, and if you're an outfield or anyone in the field that has um, a great pitching staff, you really not exerting much energy. Yeah, because like if you have an if you have an ace, if you have an ace pitcher, like you 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 dirty. But it's like, but even to add, and to that's that, why those pitchers get paid the most. Exactly. But like <laughs> even adding to that, it's like I don't know if any of ever like played baseball like on a team, but and people don't talk about this shit being up to bat. That shit's terrifying. It's nerve-wracking. Because yeah, you I don't know if baseball. he's about to fuck you up yeah. with this baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you have no idea. You, you're trusting, like, all right, I hope he's good, yo. Because, like, getting hit with an 80-mile-per-hour baseball, that shit do not tickle, yeah, yo. Yeah, because when, once you, like, when, <laughs> that shit do you, not tickle. if you play bas- baseball, you get hit a couple times. But then, like, once you start, like, getting to higher levels, you start thinking about, yo, like, that dude who was throwing like he didn't even know how to throw a curve a curveball and he hit me and that still kind of stung. Imagine if the like dude a pro. Throw, yeah, imagine if someone's throwing like a 80, 90, whatever yeah. and yeah. and you yeah. know and you know I was I, I always say baseball is like the most petty sport ever cuz you know they have so many like unwritten rules. Yeah. Like oh if you did a bat flip at my man's I can now pluck you with the right, ball. Right. And it's like in my grounds to do that. Like it's accepted. And you can really fuck somebody up. Yeah, that's you what I'm really saying. Fuck somebody like up. it'd be funny like if a nigga like hit a home run and they stand in the box too long and then they get hit next time off the bat and they be like yeah I see why you did that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, nigga, yo, what you doing? <laughs> like, like, no, like one, like, like a hundred mile fastball to the head in yeah. my life. Like, what are we talking about? Here? Lights out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, did you, did did you have any like intro thoughts before I? Because I feel like we were about to get into what we want to talk about, but I want to let the people know what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my biggest thing I know going into this whole quarantine, I started to think about what ifs a lot. Um, and I didn't enjoy that whole thought process of wondering what if and not really taking any steps toward figuring out what if. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people, I guess, kind of falter a little bit in um, the pursuit of their, I guess, creative genes. Because there's a lot of people that have talent, but might not pursue it for whatever reason, and then mm-hmm. later in life, oh, what if I did this? I could have been this. Yeah, that's like and legit my worst fear in life. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I felt like we needed to do this just to branch on our talents and uh, really show the world what we got because I don't want to live a life in, you know, just going through my day-to-day life and later in life being like, oh, man. Remember that time when we almost, but right. we didn't fully pursue it or, yeah. and we, we're passionate about it, so it's why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not now? 1,000%. Yeah, which which really brings into um, perspective the, the topic that we want to really get into for this episode is that, so, you know, I know a lot of people, and I'm blessed to know a lot of people who are very creative and who are very talented, and... I also know a lot of people who do have that talent and that um, creativity, but also are, you know, they went they went to school, they went to college or whatever, and they're in a field where that they have been spending the last decade studying and prepping, prepping for. But, you know, I feel like there needs to be a discussion to be had about 
those that are still in their career field that they might have studied for, but their real passion lies with something in the creative and entertainment industry. Mm. And for anyone that, that has tried to pursue something within the entertainment industry is that <laughs> it's super hard to get into. So like, it's a lot. It's a lot of rejection. Yeah, it's you got to get comfortable with hearing no. Exactly. Exactly. You have yep. to be comfortable with hearing no. Um, you have to be able to. Bobby on the track. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be able to learn to adapt and progress, and you just have to be patient because, like, I feel like a lot of people that get into trying to pursue something in this field. Their mind is just like we just touched upon on earlier is their mind is on the results. And for me, and I don't know about you guys, but yeah, the results will pass my mind, but it's not really what I'm like always thinking about because I feel like if you're just thinking about the monetary gains, mm. it takes away from what you're actually trying to do. Like for us, we just talk about like the type of content that we want to create. We would talk about the shit that we're trying to do, not like, no, uh, I'm trying to make X amount of money. And I feel like people that go into that, they go with that mindset. Like, no, I'm going to start. I'm going to start making music. I'm going to start podcasting. I'm going to start doing whatever. I'm going to start like um, what whatever you want to do in the entertainment industry because I want to be a millionaire. No, nah, like I'm like I'm talking to you like we're talking about like what we're trying to do from a content standpoint. And for me, that means more because if you're focusing on what you're trying to produce, the money's gonna come. Facts. Like if you're if you're putting your thoughts, your passion into what you're trying to do, yeah, the money will come. But if you're going into it thinking about money first, passion second, shit, you're gonna be in for a rude awakening. So, the topic that we really want to delve into is that the balance that people that. The balance that people are going to try to maintain as far as working your nine to five, but also still having that same passion, that same drive to pursue your creative endeavor. Because I feel like a lot of inspirational speakers that we hear from, the one common denominator that we heal that we hear from them is that, oh, you know, fuck it. I just dropped out and and focused on that and pursued my passion, and while it worked out for them, let's let's just be realistic. It's an isolated room. incident. It's not going <laughs> to. Very small ha- percentage of people. Very, <laughs> yeah, very, very, very small. <laughs> it's not going to happen for everybody. And just because I elect to still have my nine to five, that doesn't take away from my drive and what I want to do for creatively when I'm off the clock. And I think that just needs to be now that just needs to be discussed because whenever we hear these inspiration stories or those who are now billionaires or millionaires or whatever, we always hear how at some point they just completely, completely just quit whatever they're doing to pursue what they really want to do. And like we said, worked out for them. It doesn't work out for everybody. So because yeah, they had the nest egg, they could afford yeah. to not work. And I, I think, think. And, and I feel like that there needs to be more discussions for people in our position who yeah. now nah, we can't do that. We, I, I, we can't, we can't just stop what we're doing on our nine to five basis because we're still putting in the work once we clock out. You know, we're still putting in the work on whatever free time we have. So I just wanted to be able to have a discussion with you guys and with whoever's listening that 
no, it's possible that that you can still maintain whatever you're doing from a nine to five basis. But you just have to know that since you're putting in eight hours into something else, you need to put a minimum of eight hours into <laughs> what you want to pursue next and even more. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it right there and just let you guys say anything that's on your mind in regards to just that topic itself. Okay, uh, I'll definitely get into it. I just want to ask a question to both y'all, and it kind of goes along with it. Uh, would you say for you, like, your aspirations, like, when you growing up, like, from the time that you were, like, conscious till now, would you say that you had a more traditional career path like whether it be like regular 95 get it locked in however many figures that shit always confuses me i don't really know what six figures means but like it's not as much as people make it sound <laughs> right. <laughs> right well uh like were you like that you know like see what my parents did go to school go to college get the degree get the nine to five and then something caught your attention and you're like no nah, this is my passion or were you on the other spectrum of it where you was just like this is what I absolutely want to do with my life, whether it be something in the entertainment industry. And I know I just got to like go through the motions to pay the bills. I just got to do what I need to do to survive while doing that. Like which, which side of the fence do you think you fell on So growing me, up? So for me personally, um, I think I fell on the ladder of what you just said, because I think I went through the typical um, young, young kid motions where it's like, oh, no, like I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing basketball, and like you know, I was, you know, I was like, I was on like the travel basketball teams and stuff like that, or it was just like, no, I want to be an NBA player, like you know, the the standard, you know, this is this is the dream, this is the dream I want to have. Then like you know, eighth grade came, and the height I am now is the height I was then. <laughs> 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 so then you got to start thinking about other things, and you know, then then obviously, you know, for me it was like. You know, I think about the life that I grew up in, and and my dad went through through college, and and you know went through a nine to five, and you know I saw the life that I had, so I'm like, okay, this was a, this was a good life, so I'm gonna try to follow that path. But then as I got older, and I started really thinking about what I was passionate about, it was nothing to do with anything that my dad was passionate about or 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 the standard you know business mind or nine to five path that i was passionate about but i knew that i had the resources and ability to still follow that path to in a sense hopefully make that income to support what I actually want to do because as I started looking up more of like you know what it takes to make within the entertainment field it's like okay a lot of it has to do with besides just the fact that you just have the drive and and the, and the talent to do it there's also money that needs to back it Broke like money don't make no money yeah so mm -hmm. so for me it was kind of like okay I'm gonna still go on this path that you know your parents tell you go to school go to college, get a get a degree, whatever. But I'm going to use that and the and the, the the connections I make, the the um the things I learn from a business standpoint and apply it to what I'm trying to do. Where like I feel like that's what might get lost amongst people where they think, "Oh, I'm just going to sit at a desk, sit at a desk and do what I don't want to do." But 
yeah, you might, when you're actually doing the work at work, you might be doing stuff that you really don't want to do, but there's still life lessons that you can take from that that you can apply to stuff once once 5 o'clock hits and you're out. And I think that's one thing that I think needs to be expressed more because I think we hear too much of, nah, just completely ditch what you're doing yeah, and fully pursue that. And look. Jettison that shit. Yeah. Like we said, that works for some people. Some people, that just, you just can't do that. And like for me, like, look, I feel like I have enough drive. I have enough passion. I have enough work ethic where like, I'm not really trying to like stop what I'm doing and like sleep on a couch and and try to pursue that. And look, and, and that's and that's why I, I'm I'm so happy we're having this discussion because I feel like that's like the main story that is broadcasted. Like, oh man, you need to suffer to make it. Yeah, <laughs> like like there's 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 plenty of people that had worked regular jobs and got the position the position they're at. Like. Yeah, Morgan like, Morgan Freeman didn't get his first acting job until forty eight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he wasn't couch surfing for the first forty eight yeah. years <laughs> of his life. Right, <laughs> Harrison like, Ford too was like he was 30, playing 30 in his late thirties. Yeah, exactly. He got his first acting gig. <laughs> he was playing. <laughs> right, he was, he was busy overseeing Earth. Yeah, and decided to get into Hollywood. Like, yeah. <laughs> regular job. <laughs> Fuck you, mean. <laughs> and then, and then I remember too with um Jesus and Mero. Mero was like a counselor in school. And mm. uh, was he really? Yeah, that's a hell of a counselor. Yeah, and and, and <laughs> Jesus had like some like regular desk job, but like they were able to fully, fully separate their work life, and like they literally just built like a following off their Twitter accounts, and eventually got enough traction. Where like, oh, these dudes are funny. Why don't we give them a platform to speak more? And it, isn't it crazy to hear that Mero was in the like? The education system yeah. before he before he is what he is now and we're the same nigga yeah like like yeah, I, I say a lot of people say that about me I used to teach yeah I used to teach a fifth yeah. graders like and you taught <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> and then we and then we always like reference this button podcast but like Roy he was working working on the label before he fully like stopped doing that and just focused for on like that. years yeah <laughs> so so I feel like those type of stories too need to be expressed more because we always hear about nah if you it's like if you're really about your dreams, go after it. And it's like, no, we are going after it. Yeah. We are still going after it. But Yeah. I, I hate I hate when celebrities like go up to like accept their award and they give like that speech. Oh, if you just, you know, do what I did, you I'm no different from you, but they don't tell you what they did. Yeah. Right. I'm like, can you break down the steps? If I could <laughs> like, do it, you could do like, it. Like, yeah, I'm just a kid from such and such, and you know, I just put in the work and but they're not telling you about like the favors they got called in. Yeah. The help they got, like who puts you in touch with your manager, like depending on like what career it is, like they don't tell you about like what they did. And it's crazy, like we're talking about this because I've always said like so to kind of answer the question that I asked you, I was I was with you. I knew at a very young age, this normal shit isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I was just like that nine to five, this, this that traditional lifestyle. I was just like, this ain't for me. And it was always because so like my mom like grew up in the sixties and stuff and everything. She was like protester activist, you know, flower power, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that like rubbed off. And, like, I've always just been, like, a natural contrarian to, like, a lot of shit and whatnot. So, it's, like, even at a young age, shit would go on, shit that I knew that didn't make sense. And, like, I would see, like, a a situation would happen that made no sense to me. And I would be like, oh, well, you know, 
why don't this person just say this? And they would make an argument point that didn't help them out. And I'm like, no, say this. And like, <laughs> and I would hate watching like debates. And I'm like, oh, if you just said this, you would cook the other party, but they never like get to that point. And then they get washed. And I was just like, yo, like, I viewed my talent, like, because I've always, like, been a really good speaker. Like, I've always, like, I love public speaking. Like, that's, right. like, my shit. Right. Like, I love talking in front of people. Like, I embrace the butterflies. Like, I, I like that that's feeling. That's why we got you on the pod. Look, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was just, like, I've always wanted to be in the, in the entertainment aspect. Not so much because, like, I want to be, like, an actor. But I think, like, who are the people who have the most influence? Whose words actually carry weight to, like, facilitate differences and I was like celebrities so I was just like what platform do I really see myself getting to like a national stage or like if I say some shit if I say like hey guys stop drinking puss milk like it, it means something <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had puss milk puss I mean milk? everyone's technically had puss milk up until milk started being gross true because you know cow milk is puss so I just call it puss milk it helps me not drink it. Is what I say to help me not well, drink it. Wow. Well, I I love milk, so I'm gonna mute this segment of the podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> milk. No, almond milk is fire, bro. I just like switched oh. over to it. Oh, I love almond milk. That's almond what milks. I drink. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. I drink all the I'm time. I'm talking about like from the cow pus milk. <laughs> oh, okay. Where, where? Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. So we, I'm saying like yeah, we almond milk gang me over Me saying here. like, hey, America, <laughs> stop drinking milk is really not that good for you. It don't mean shit at this moment in time. But you know, like if I get myself to a certain like level of notoriety if i say that it's like we see it's like the term influencer like you see mm -hmm. that shit all the time like instagram celebrities who like we don't know shit about them but if they say some shit it's like all right damn i'm gonna listen like because they said it like, right. like right, when barack right. say some shit niggas listen like not joe so much <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah he on, he, on, he on his own man but yeah i i knew in in the sixth grade I knew I wasn't going to college. Mm -hmm. Like, and my mom, my mom's a retired teacher. She taught for 30 years, West Philadelphia. My aunt was the uh, principal at Germantown High School. So it's like, I came from a family. And, you know, my mom, like, I'm Jewish. I'm like my mom's side and everything. So, like, all my cousins and relatives are like doctors, lawyers, and shit like that. So, like, I came from, like, a established family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, everybody, like, went to college. That was like, oh, you have to go. That was like, I was on that, oh, get good grades, go to school, this, and the third. But it's like, in sixth grade, I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, this shit is trash. Like, and I'm not knocking higher education. And like, I would, I would never, I, I say to people, don't not go to college just to not go to college. Yeah. I would say that I didn't go because I knew, I was really good in school and I got good grades, but it's like, I knew that I would bullshit my way through it. And it would be a very expensive bullshit. Like, I knew I was going to come out of it not being fulfilled in my life. And now I just owe Sally made mad money. So I was just like, and my, my logic at the time was most people go to college in order to get more money. So I was just like, if there's a way to get more money and not go to college, yes, that shit might be, you know, like the like right. snake way. But why not go that way? Yeah. I was just like, the road less travel, but I'm sure it's a thing. So that's like where I was at with it. But like Trav was saying, it was like, it was passion. Like I knew that just having a high school diploma, particularly being a black kid, a, a lot of doors are going to automatically be closed to me. Mm -hmm. But it's like, all right, I'm about to kick them fucking doors down. Like, and that's why it's like, when I, and we talked about this before, and like me and Hood had this conversation, like I'm fucking amazing at interviews. Mm -hmm. And I know... 
for a fact that I've gotten invited to a lot of interviews just based off what my birth certificate says my name is. And the fact that when I got in there, that was like, oh, this kid, this kid knows what the fuck he's talking about. Like, yeah. all right, let's give it a try. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny you took just, you've just tell, told that story because for me, it's like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that you just never went to college just because like, and not a one day. And, and, and it's funny because like, obviously, so, like if you have a certain degree or passion that you're trying to pursue, yeah, you have to go to college. Like if you're trying to be a doctor, engineer, whatever, like there's certain things you have to go through to go to college. But like, you know, just from hanging out with you and speaking to you on, on a daily basis, like. You know, if you would have told me you went to college, yeah, I would have believed it. I and appreciate like, that, brother. And like, and 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 it's just, but it's just a testament to like what, what we really like are taught in this as in the mm. education system because mm. it's like, right? You know, there's a. Like I can tell you right now, there's a lot of stuff I was taught that I don't keep to me to this day. Yeah, I I learned way more out of school than I did in school. Like in terms of like yeah. skills. That I would need to survive. There's a lot of stuff that you, as you get older, you're like, why weren't we taught this in school? Facts. Why was I, like, why did I spend, like, four months. On, on the le- Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, <laughs> or learning how to write full letters in cursive when I really need to only know how to write my signature in cursive. Yeah, no one, wor- no one writes in cursive. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, I, I only, ever. Needed, I only, like, if you just had, like, a week to have me master my signature, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. I don't. I've never written cursive outside. And we we all have that uh that that book at home. Where we just write our signature, mad time to perfect our autograph. Like. Yeah, my shit's still trash though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I want I want to get you in there. What what, what um, are you? What are your initial thoughts on just? What, so, I feel like I speak from multiple perspectives. Yeah, I feel um, like, yeah. I feel like you got a lot of lot of stuff that you could really like <laughs> give to us. I've been in school for ten years. Bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> well, I love yes. Yeah, so I love education. Um, I, I think there's a lot wrong with the education system, um, but I do love learning. Um, but it wasn't always like that, you know. Before I went to college, I kind of went to college because I felt like that's what I needed to do. And like my family's really big on education. I think a lot of us feel like that. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I'm going to go to college. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I think I started out majoring in communications because I thought I was going to be a, uh, a newscaster or something. Hey, you never I know after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I can see him. Yeah, this. I can definitely see yeah. him doing the news. I just, yeah. I, just, I just don't want to do that. That, that, white, that, that white boy that be dancing, that'd be you, that'd be you <laughs> instead of him. <laughs> I can't do the newscaster voice for too long, only for a little bit. Nah, yeah. um, but, I mean, I've... I've always been in love with the entertainment industry and um, raising my voice and, and speaking for others, for myself. Um, I mean, you've been on a show that I used to do back in high school speaking called Speaking the Truth, Keeping yeah. It Real. Um, so, like, I've always wanted to create, but I went with the safety net of getting an education because mm-hmm. I had the resources too. Some people don't. Um, and pursuing a nine-to-five job. And I love my job, but I'm in love with my creative side more than I'm in love with my uh, regular professional side. Um, 
and it doesn't take anything away from what I'm doing right now. I'm a counselor uh, for kids who are emotionally disturbed, but um, you know, I'm really in love with the entertainment industry and really bestowing my gifts to people in creative ways that can help people. So all in all, I'm, st- I'm just trying to help people, yeah. but just in different different ways. No, ex- exactly. And I think too that it's important that people can see others like us in the position we're at because mm-hmm. circling back to the point of when you hear these inspirational stories, you hear about like people that are like super, super rich and it's like, oh, I sacrifice, I sacrifice everything to be where I'm at right now where it's like, yeah, that worked out for you. But I want to be able to show to people that you can still go on the traditional path, but if you are really passionate about stuff that's outside the traditional path, you need to put 10 times more effort into that, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can still maintain it. Like, like we have... Like, we are working every single day. We have our calls all the time to figure out what we're trying to do for this podcast. And I just think that there just needs to be more examples of people who are able to showcase that, look, you can still you can still go on the path that you're, you've been taught to go on. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's also nothing wrong with going on that path and still trying to pursue what you really love. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the the stigma that is brought upon people that are working the nine to five but have these other desires is that oh you're not you're not as into it you're not as you're not working as hard as someone who doesn't have this job how do you know that how do you how do you know that I'm not the second I get off the clock right I'm thinking about either or, or even while on the clock yeah, <laughs> like doing yeah. doing shit like for the pie. Yeah, know? like how many times have like like we've been like going through shit and, and or like talking like just going over what we're going to do next in the pop yeah. like and and I, and like one of us was like, "Oh, my bad. I was worried." Yeah, like Yeah, like yeah, no, like mad yeah. Times, yeah. Yeah. At, yeah, at work. Like. Yeah, like no, I'm going to get to this. I got a meeting right now, but I'll I'll get to this. So so there's there's def like I mean, more of the story is is just is just kind of like you you need to put in the time. It, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to put in the time in whatever you're doing. But I just want to have this platform to tell people that, look, if you're on a path to finish your high school diploma, go to college, whatever, don't frown upon that. Don't think that that you can't achieve what you actually want to achieve. You still can. Yeah. But just know that. You know, you're gonna have to sacrifice a bunch of social shit that you that your friends and everything are doing. You know, to to do right. to do this. You know, like like you just have to time manage even better. Like if if you clock off and you're going to go out with your friends and at a happy hour, or you're gonna just to chill. a EDM party, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> or if, or if you're gonna chill and smoke or whatever, but. Maybe maybe you take those two hours, three hours that you're gonna do that, put it towards what you really want to do, and 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 those those little moments will do wonders for you. Yeah. Because once you actually get in a rhythm of it, you're gonna be thinking about that shit all day. Because for me, when I'm at work, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking like, yo, I can't wait till we figure out what we're gonna do next. Yeah. I can't. 
I, I can't wait to get off this and work on the next quarantines and kings. You know, it's, yeah. it's I, I love topic day. Like when we figure out what we're doing, <laughs> what oh, topics man. we're doing for the month. That's I love that day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 a mindset that you got to instill in yourself early. But um, another another foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. But we're we have we have timelines placed on us from a society that makes us Ooh, feel like Ooh, I see what you mm, did there, boy. Yeah, <laughs> that makes us feel like, oh, we're at a certain point in our life, we're at a certain age where like I should be doing this. Yep. Like, oh, I'm getting close to thirty. Oh, that means I need to I need to be married. I need to have kids. I need I need to have a mortgage. I need to do all this. No. And then you fuck around and find yourself in a trauma bond. Yeah. Mm. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so yeah, man, it, it's and and I I just feel like people need to hear that more because I just and it doesn't social media doesn't help because you, <laughs> worry. you see because you just you see the end result yeah. yeah you don't see when niggas was eating ramen noodles and grits every day mm. yeah yeah you know I mean look I am on fire put me Kate Shadow. Griffin <laughs> Kate, Kate Griffin, Griffin eating in no. the building give me a key blast boy give me yeah, give me yeah, give me I a got, key I got you I got you hey. I hustle in the struggles. Like I said, when people give that speech, yeah, if I could do it, you could do it. All right, what'd you do? Like, fill me in. Like, let me know. That's that. Mm, that kills me yeah. because it's like you had a very unique and personal yeah, experience to you. Yeah, like shit happened in your life that put you in this position. Like, tell me what you like. Yeah. Like, no, if I can do it, you can do it. Well, Yo, what, and like, what did you do? And I always say, like, <laughs> I, I want that moment. Like, you know, when when we make it, like when we're sitting down and we're being interviewed by whoever it is. And they be like, how'd you do it? Like, I want to be like, oh, I did this. We went on this website. We bought this piece of equipment. Right. We met with these people. We reached out to this person who put us in touch with this person. Go ahead, y'all. Do what y'all can do right. with that information. I don't want to be the guy that's like, no, I'll just do what I did. Well, what, yeah. did, you, what did you do? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do I'm, it. I'm not going to tell <laughs> just, you. Just work hard. Yeah, no shit, bro. Because <laughs> just you can, work listen, hard. You can, you can give them the blueprint. Yeah. And if they're talented enough, it's going to work. Yeah. You can give you can give a you can give the blueprint to an ass motherfucker and they're not gonna and it's not gonna work. The intro to uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't intro, matter. My favorite Rick Ross album is Mastermind. And the intro to that, he was just like paraphrasing the white dude that was like doing like the uh the the little speech part. He was basically saying like, if I know someone who's a genius at this, I'd be dumb basically not to get that information from them. Yeah, right. That's not me like copying you because like Trav just said I can't go through exactly what you went through just because you tell me everything that you did and now I have all the knowledge that you have I'm not about to literally follow in your footsteps I physically can't do that like whatever like whatever trauma or triumph that you went through I'm not about to do that same thing right in the same order that you did like I'm not biting like like you said like you just said you could get the blueprint I'm not about to like steal your spot. <laughs> like, right. You helping me out to do what I'm going to do. And then in the same token, it's just like, nah, I could big you up. Like, I could shout, like, oh, such and such. I wouldn't be here without such and such. Yeah. All praise be to them and this, that, and the third. But Hood said something, and both of y'all said it. Like, for you to be able to say, like, that you love your job, but you're in love with, like, your craft and everything, I think that's such a huge thing. Because what's the dude's name? The white guy that Gary V? Him. Because he has said something that really, like, sat with me. He was just like, you're never going to 
chase after what you want if you're like in love with something else. Right. So like Hood be able to distinguish like, yeah, I love my job. I love the kids, but I'm in love with this. And he was saying for him, like he worked like a nine to five off his job, was making mad money, bringing in bread, had the works, benefits galore, 401k. But he wanted to do like the motivational speaker thing. But because he had that safety net and that comfortability and that paycheck that was coming in, he wasn't really working at it. Like right. He was just like, oh, when I get the time, I'm going to try. So he said what one thing that a lot of people don't do is he purposely humbled himself. He purposely started bagging groceries at a grocery store part-time mm-hmm. to then light the fire under him to do something else. But to Trash Point, at that point in time, he had the finances right. to saved up to be able to do that. Exactly. So it's still he's still kind of, you know, only speaking to him, not all people, people who are living check to check. Yeah. If I if I have a, a pretty well paying job, but you know I'm just getting by, I'm not about to then go work at Family Dollar and then to hustle because now I'm struggling. Like now I'm suffering. And you <laughs> and you really brought up a point that I just wanted to touch on about spe- uh, specifically to his point is that the thing that people need to understand whenever people in his position give that type of speech is that okay, yeah. You humbled yourself, and you worked at a job that's given you so much less amount of money than what you've been currently making. But you also built up a reputation amongst people. You you built connections amongst people yeah. where he could have went up. Like he probably told people who he worked with what his plan was, and, they're pro- and they were probably like supporting him because they they worked with him. And they knew the type of drive he had. They knew that the type of talent he had. And they knew that what he was capable of doing where they're like, okay, you're giving up something that's very stable and very profitable. But we've worked with you. We know what you're capable of. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. But. We can see you're capable of much more. Yeah, and that's and and I think that's one thing that people need to also need to realize. Like, okay, if you're in a position where you may not be happy with what you're doing, I want to say this to everybody: don't burn bridges. It doesn't matter if you hate what you're doing. Make sure that everyone you're working with can see you as an asset as someone who's as they can see what you're trying to do because you never you never know that what they could become facts and mega facts you don't know if when you do pursue this passion that you're going to pursue these people you don't know who they know but they could speak for you and be like nah like i knew he i knew he was limited in this role I knew that he or she needed to pursue bigger and better options. So I think that's one detail with his story that needs to be reiterated because, yeah, you did humble yourself and go to, like, bagging groceries, but... You were already rich, sir. <laughs> yeah, you, one, built an income. Rich and connected. <laughs> yeah, you built enough money where, like, you could live off of doing that, but you also made connections with people who probably saw the passion and vision in you where they're like, Oh no, 
you're going to do big things. I work with people where I'm like, this is just a stepping stone for you. Yeah, there's a there's a yeah. big difference between struggling and suffering. Okay, a hundred percent. There's a mega difference. Like you're gonna struggle to like get like your ultimate dream goal in some way, shape, or form, whether it's like financially or opportunity wise, or just like the grind, especially specifically for the entertainment industry. But like, I don't have to like put myself through like the Great Depression, right? <laughs> like if yeah. I don't have to, yeah, like, yeah, man. Like that, like that whole sold everything I had to buy a plane ticket to move out to California to bust tables and try to become an actor. That's just that's so seventies. Like, I hear that too much. Like and that's, I just, uh, you don't have to do that anymore. Yo. Like especially with social media, uh, like you can you from the comfort of your home you could blow. Like, why do you think Cali has such a high homeless population? Yeah, because yeah. everybody's like hawking they shit, buying a one way ticket to Cali, and then they get there <laughs> thinking that they about to be discovered in like a month. And three years later, realize this, yeah. <laughs> like, you still at IHOP, <laughs> right? <laughs> Busting tables, and it's like, damn. Look, <laughs> look. Shout out to one of my brothers, best one of my best friends in sixth grade, Sky. He's, yeah, he's, he's told me that like he's met people who have went to Penn, went to Harvard, who have gone through every single theater program that you possibly could go through like the best of the best in their 30s older whatever who are still busting tables because they haven't found that opportunity and i say that because it's like it doesn't matter what you do and what age you're at life life hits you like a motherfucker like you could you could go the route of i'm gonna eat I'm gonna eat ramen noodles every Ingrid's. single day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna eat it every single day, twenty four seven. But what are you doing to try to get you out of that situation? And I'm not saying that the people who are busting tables aren't trying to do what they can to get out of that situation. Right. But I say that because you could go to there's 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 arguments for both sides. You could go to a great program that's like. You're told if you go to this program, once you graduate, shit's going to be the bee's knees right. for you. Or you could go the other route where you just drop everything and try to pursue what you want to do. And then you end up becoming uber rich and everything works out great. But I just think that people just need to realize that just do whatever you feel comfortable with doing. Like if you feel comfortable working in nine to five, but still putting in the same amount of time and effort into what you want to do, do that. Yeah. But don't drop out because that's what you think you need to do. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, don't do it. But just know that if you're not doing that, since you are working, if you, since you are on the clock for eight hours of the day, just realize that those eight hours you need to then put into whatever you're trying to do and yeah it's like the person with no job who's going on eight interviews a week versus the person who's working who's like maybe able to go on two interviews a week there's not necessarily a, a talent gap between those two people right they might be just as qualified to get a job but it's like just the person who doesn't have anything else to do it's just repetition it's like i'm rolling the dice more often well, it's like you say, like you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, it's like you, I'm pretty sure 
Like, I know people, like, you. I've heard stories all the time. Like, and I don't really know Sky's story, but I didn't know nothing about him before he got on. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, like, he was, like, grinding from the muscle. But, like, you hear stories all the time, like, it's called a lucky break for a reason. Like, you got people who just went on one edition and something was like, and it was like, bam, like, now you're here. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, um... That little black girl, what's her name? Havana Janae, something Washington Lewis, like who was like who played Annie, like yeah. I, I think when she like auditioned for uh that one movie, I forget what it was called, but before that, that was like the first audition she ever did ever. Yeah, and she got it, and then became like a big wow. movie star off of that. But you you hear shit like that all the time. Well, listen, yeah. I, I'll tell you, I'll <laughs> tell you in in Sky's case, like he he could go on. And tell a story, do every single impersonation within the story, like perfectly. I like, and whoever he's telling is laughing, pissing their pants, and he kept a straight face the whole time. And I'll, I'm gonna tell you, like I I met him in sixth grade, and from from sixth grade throughout high school, that man has tried to play basketball, football, water polo, <laughs> track. <laughs> And during through this whole time, I kept telling him, yo, you just need to pursue theater and just focus on that because, like, you have a real talent. Yeah, you can't teach talent. So and you either you got it or you don't. And you need to just focus on that. And for him, so I think he first went into, I think he first joined the school's play in junior year, got, like, the second lead role just, just, just right off the bat, like, he listen. He hadn't done any any type of theater before that because yeah. because his family was so sports centric that he was just trying to fit what he thought his family you know because of what he's been taught and 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 his I love his parents they're great and it wasn't like they put any pressure on him to like focus on sports it, on sports it was just that maybe that's what he thought that he needed to do but. So he did theater, and originally he was going to DeSales. His senior year, um, a recruit came for uh, it's blank and what performance art school that that uh, he went to. But essentially, the performance uh, oh AMDA AMDA a, a recruit for AMDA was at um, a play for him senior year, and it wasn't for him. It was it was for someone else on the play, but. You know, since he was a lead role, they saw him, and they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> this kid's got something. This kid's talented. Talent rises to the top." Cream they they gave the him top. a full scholarship after that, and he and then, well, he could have went to a random like a, a small school in in, in Ben Salem to now, uh, he went to a school in New York, and now he's on Broadway. Yeah, man. yeah, like it just wasn't he on net, like a Netflix show? Yeah, he was on um uh what was the one show um Iron Fist. He was he was on Iron Fist and um yeah, it's just like you just you just don't know what could happen. And Never know. And uh, nut ass Sharon is a celebrity now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you 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 really just have to if if you really have your mindset set to something. You need to pursue it in a fashion that is most comfortable for you. Yeah. You can listen to the inspirational stories and advice that you get from others. But when you hear that, you also need to take a step back and be like, how does that apply to me? 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, if it's not a realistic means for you, I would say don't pursue it. But like I said, I'm just here giving advice from what I know. You can listen to me and be like, Trav, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about because I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get there. But I feel like I have a an idea of how I want to get there. I feel like the two of you have an idea of how we want to get there. So I just think it just comes from a perspective that we just need to bring forth to the table because we always hear about the the standard, most inspirational stories. Oh, man, he didn't know if he was going to get a check the on one, Friday. The one of ones. <laughs> like yeah, you know, I just, I just, I just want us to bring normalcy to no, to and, this and to this topic. It's so it's and like we've been saying, like it's there's. I feel like there's so many more. Oh, you know, I did this. I worked my job, paid my bills, was like still living a functioning lifestyle, chased my dreams and got it. Stories that we don't know about. Yeah, like that we don't ever hear about. Like, like you said, we always hear that I, I dropped everything and left my life and my right. family behind and slept on streets corners until I got discovered. I'm sure you got a lot of kids who like went up to Cali with like yeah, you know. Man couple stacks in their bank account you know found a roommate was chilling down <laughs> right. there comfy like doing interviews in between working a job and like yeah. got on you know? it was like now i'm here yeah i think the dramatics and the struggle it makes it look appeal, so much better appeal yeah. to people more yeah and just like, having like a regular a regular life like regular no, lifestyle you're all right and then you just make it people are just like oh, all right yeah, no radio right. wants the oh hey yeah i started a podcast with my friends and we was dope we <laughs> gave it to this person they right. loved it gave it to that person and now we're here <laughs> like, <laughs> like a dream of mine outside of just us being able to be on a much bigger platform but i would love for us to not only just be successful but for me to go back to like my college and be like hey look finish graduate i finished and graduated and when I finished and graduated, I had no idea what the fuck I wanted to do. I knew exactly what my passion was. But when you graduate, you're like, okay, well, I guess I got to go work in my field. And that's scary because trying to find a job is not easy. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much schooling you go through, what master's you get, what bachelor's degree you get. It's, it's, it's real. So for me... One of my dreams would just be like, okay, we are in a position where we're successful, and this is at a platform where this is our main source of income. And I would just love to go back to college and just be like, hey, look, finish out, pay it forward. You like, listen, like, I was in your position where I still, I kind of knew that what what I could do within my field because this is what I'm studying and what I could do to make a living, mm-hmm. but. I knew what I really wanted to do. And not even though I knew exactly what I want to pursue, there was no part of me that was like, well, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop school right now. I'm going to stop finishing out this degree because I just, I'm putting in so much work where I, I got to finish it out. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's just one thing from, people in our position that are trying to pursue this type of work, I just think that that message needs to be presented more because as we've as we said many times, it's almost looked at as a knock if you're working your nine to five but still trying to pursue this 
creative passion. Because then people think you're not as serious as someone who's putting literally everything they have into their craft when that's not the case. Like, and people are always like, oh, there's not enough hours in a day. Yes, there are. You know, yeah. and that's why I'm trying to, because I'm guilty of this, I'm trying to kind of stray away from saying, oh, I didn't have time for this. Yep. I didn't make the time for this. Exactly. So, um, I mean, that plays a huge part in it. And, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, we have to stop looking at, like, the way people achieve things. Like, why, why yeah. there's a measurement of, oh, this person was, like, he should be labeled as more successful because he was poor and did this. Versus, I mean, just granted, you know, I might have more resources than someone who is uh, at a disadvantage to me financially, what have you. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not working equally as hard and we're not both struggling on different ends of the spectrum, but the same amount. Right. So, I don't know. And you, you know, you know what like a crazy point is that I just thought of, like hearing what y'all was just saying. If you really like think about it, like that judgment of the oh, you work the nine to five, you're not really hustling, or like you didn't work as hard, is usually the people that already made it that are passing that judgment. Like it's usually it's usually the person yep. that busted their ass and struggled and made it that are looking at you being able to multitask yeah, and be being like. You, you you don't really want this. <laughs> really, you just sick that I'm not suffering and I'm doing what yeah. you did and you were struggling. Like, no nigga on the underneath who's struggling is looking at someone who's doing it without suffering and being like, how dare you try <laughs> to cheat the struggle? <laughs> They're like, damn, you made this look kind of easy. Right. It's the niggas at the top that are like, oh, what? You're teaching and trying to act? Ew. Like, <laughs> yeah. How are you doing both? Like, and, I, and I just feel like... You don't love this like I do. Yeah. And I just feel like it just needs to be presented more in the sense of like, this is what worked for me. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you about my personal experiences. I'm telling you what my financial situation was i'm telling you about what my mental state was i'm telling you about what my passion was and i'm saying if anything that i'm saying about what my personal experience relates to you cool apply it but this isn't the blueprint this isn't what you absolutely need to do to get where i'm at so i just feel like this is why our podcast is so important because we're able to bring different viewpoints from from all across the world like i just feel like we each one of us brings a unique perspective that we can touch on someone all the bases someone that's feeling the same way because we we all have different backgrounds we all come from different places giving a voice to the voiceless and and it's and it's just necessary because we just we just hear too many too many stories where like okay that worked for you but I'm not willing to do that. And and I think it just needs – and I just want to put it out there. It's okay that you're not willing to do what this person did to get where they're at now. And by you saying you're not willing to do that doesn't take away – Yeah, how, how much you want it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, 1,000%. Like, I 1,000% agree. And like I said, it's the people who are already there that are passing the judgment. Yeah. Like, no one – it, who, no one who like wanted like you wanted is saying like oh what you took the easy path bet because it's like if if I'm if if the goal is fame and fortune and whatever it is that you want you got road A and road B 
and road B is fucking difficult. I mean, road A is difficult and road B is easy. Everyone's picking B. Yes. <laughs> Not yeah. a yes. one person mm-hmm. is picking A. Yes. So it's just like, why are you trying to shit on people who take B? It's like, like look at like Bronny James. There's a large group of people who are like, oh, he's going to be handed everything because his dad's LeBron James. But that nigga's dirty. Is <laughs> it his fault? His dad is LeBron James. But that's too? what I'm saying. Like <laughs> if, but but it's like, and it's like people like us can say, oh, if if my dad was LeBron James, I would exploit that exactly that that tool <laughs> see, too. See, but yeah. niggas whose dads were the mailman who came to the league like just off the muscles, like oh, this kid didn't have to work for it. Yeah. He got everything handed to him. But not taking away from the fact that he's like one of the top-ranked players nationally in high school. You, you <laughs> could argue that he would have to work harder than anybody else so because he's passed. LeBron's yeah, son. Yes, and he's exactly. always going to get compared to LeBron. Like, look, at Michael, look at Michael Jordan's son. He was a bum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, why he sh- that's why he wants to be called Bronny because his yeah, name is LeBron him, James yeah. Jr. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, he, and he wears number zero because Russell Westbrook's his favorite player. Yeah, like, he don't even wear his dad's number. <laughs> and 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 I just want to touch on this real quick because y'all y'all hit something that was that that's so triggering for me. So y'all, all y'all met me. Y'all know for me. Like and and I'm not gonna sit here and act and and not be like dismissive of where I'm from because from me being dismissive, I think is a knock to what my dad was able to bring to my family. And and I say that because, you know, I would always like hear from from people when it, whenever it's like, "Oh, let me let me get a dollar to get like something from the vending machine." I'm like, "No, I don't have a dollar." Like, why? Like like you live in the suburbs. Like you you you, you did like like you know, you have like X amount of money. I was like and like that shit would always like really really fucking irritate me because mm. I like and and granted, this is just because my dad would always remind me of where he came from. But I knew what my dad worked to to get to the position that I'm at now, where he grew up poor. He was fighting niggas for bottle caps because he was selling them. He grew up in like like Beacon, New York, and he he didn't know when his next meal was. Yeah, poor poor in New York is a different kind of poor. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and he knew he d- like he grew up in a life that he didn't want to bring to his children, so he was able to work to a point where he was able to provide a life that he wasn't able to experience. And look, <laughs> he always reminded me every single day when I grew up, like like what he came from, and like it could be from me not finishing like a fucking pee on my he dinner said you table. You better drink the milk out there, yeah. bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my mom used to always you know like, what I had to do for milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Fuck niggas up. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom used to tell me, like whenever, like you know, I would always like try to mock him. I would always say stuff like, "Oh, when I was poor," because that's always what he would say. And I just want to be able to kind of like shed light to that aspect of because for me personally, even though like yeah, like my dad was able to give me the life that I have now. Yeah, I want to do the same shit. Like I, I feel like there's always. There's, there's like a knock to the kids who benefit from their parents, yeah. and like, and and there's there's two spectrums to that. There's there's people who obviously benefit from the parents who like flaunt it, and it's like, all right, we know what, fuck you, like you're you're just tool, yeah. You're <laughs> but then there's like, there's there's and not to to kind of like put me to like to my home. There's people like me, and then also there's like one of my close homies that I met in Pitt, who I know I know his dad is like. Buki rich, like just wealth. I'm not talking rich, wealth. 
but you could probably tell from the way he dressed. But if you were to talk to him, if you were to like actually interact with him, you wouldn't know. And it was actually funny. I'm going to tell this quick story. I don't know if I've told on the previous podcast before, but there was one time where, like, we were all at – well, they were all at a party. I actually didn't go to that party, but um, some dumbass chick left $200 on her table, and it got stolen. Obviously, if you throw a party and you leave $200 on the what table – going to happen? That yeah. wasn't very smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, she tried I'm going to set this here. I'll be right back. <laughs> she tried to blame, like, a couple of my homies, and my one homie, who's the one who's, who's, whose family comes from, from wealth, and like this just but but this moment though just just showed me the way that his parents raised him and the type of person he was. He's talking about how he was like one of the suspects of stealing the money. And we're in the living room and he's like, It's just that it it's just that and me and me and my roommate were laughing because we knew what he wanted to say. And he's like, It's it's just that. And then we're like, go ahead, say it. He's like, I don't need the money. And like, he didn't like, he like, didn't want to like say that just because that's right. how he, ra- he was raised. It was like, yo, like I worked my ass off to put you in this position, but don't, don't get that twisted. Don't act like you're better than other people because I was able to provide you a life that I wasn't able to experience. And, that's how I felt whenever like people would try to say shit to me because like y'all met me like I'm not I'm not one to like really be like oh yeah like you know I live out here blah 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 but and 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 I just and, and I want to speak more for people in my position because it's like nah. the people that are like me though I'm not talking about the people that are like that like are like have some privileges but that are like exploiting them and acting like they're shit yeah flaunt that shit yeah. But, shit, but you're touching on something that we could definitely probably bring up. Yeah. And it's like yeah, I feel like I feel like I, just, I feel like I just got into something that probably <laughs> because would. like yeah. you could de- you could definitely make a case, not even a case. I think I I'd be as bold to say it's a fact. Like for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, like in the black community, if you're well spoken, they think you're a bitch. For whatever reason, that's a a whole other. (laughs) For whatever reason, uh, don't even identify you with the black community. Like if you if you know how to uh, string together an adequate sentence, like because you care about your diction, like they're like, oh, this nigga can't fight. I'm like, "Uh, all right. And then as you get older, you think about that shit that said to you, and you're like, yo, you're bringing us down. Like, why? Yo, because yeah, I think back because like. I definitely used to dumb myself down depending on who I was hanging around. Mm-hmm. I would like condescend to right, their right. level so I wouldn't be judged. Like I would like refrain from using big words. Like I wouldn't say refrain, like shit like that. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, nigga, yeah, all this, then the third, blah, blah, blah. And I think, I think it was like T.I. had did an interview. He was just like, if I'm intelligent, why would I hide that shit? <laughs> like, exactly. He's just like I'm well spoken. Why would I be ashamed of that shit? It's just like I'm looking at the niggas who don't know these words. Like, nigga, you dumb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like how you looking down on me because I know more than you, yo. <laughs> like, so like from that point on, like I stopped doing that shit, yo. But I, I did that shit like for for years. I would probably say like all through middle school. I wouldn't say all through middle school. You niggas don't know what cool and uncool yeah. is in middle school. <laughs> but like when girls started caring about what guys like what guys was doing. But yeah, like I'll probably say like up until like 
eleventh grade, because I remember in tenth grade, I was like the only black kid in my school that was wearing cargo pants. And I used to get teased for that shit. So, you know, my mom being white, she would buy me cargo pants. Like, ninth grade, tenth grade, I had cargo cargo khakis. How many pockets did they have? Yo, look like the four Johns. Like, I had, like, the, <laughs> the camping pockets. Uh-oh. Like, they look, I had I had the, the pant pockets and then the side. Like, look, and I was the cooking. joints in yeah, the pockets. Yeah, yeah, I was killing them. <laughs> but, I mean, I used to get made fun of. And I remember I had a girl, a girl that I had a crush on. Uh, I was walking up the hallway. And she was just like, I always know when you're coming. And I was like, I was like, why? She was like, it's the only black person that wears cargo pants. <laughs> and I swear, I went home that day, threw away all my cargo <laughs> pants. I made my mom take me to Foreman Mills, got Dickies. <laughs> <laughs> Came to school the next day, oh, man, got old Dickies. And I was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> but then, like, that next year, 11th grade, everybody was wearing cargo pants. And I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you started the trend. I was like, you some bitch. They didn't want to give you shit, I man. was so sick, y'all. I was sick, sick, sick. <laughs> I was like, well, now y'all niggas want to wear cargo pants? <laughs> when I was wearing cargo pants, you used to call me white boy. I was wearing white boy shit. Now everybody want to wear cargo pants. Like, but, yeah, that's definitely a conversation that we should uh, explore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I know I've had a conversation before with someone kind of touched on on the cold switching episode yeah legitimately said like do you think you're better than me and we were just having a conversation i was like no what do you mean like you know you're just you're just speaking with too many words too many big words do you do you get told you're condescending sometimes i do too like when i talk to people like people think like why are you talking down to me like this is how i talk (laughs) yeah i've been told that i'm like do you just like do you just talk to people just to prove them wrong i'm like no, I'm just trying to have a conversation about this. I like, hate when, like, if we're having if we're having a debate, like me and you, and this happens a lot with females than I see with men. Actually, I think I've only had this bar get off by women in my life. If I'm having a debate with somebody, and, like, you're arguing a point, and I'm arguing a point, and I just so happen to be right, I hate when they're like, oh, you just want to be right, like, I am right. <laughs> like, right. I'm not I'm not I'm not like you why. Yeah, like I oh you just like, you just uh, wanna be right. I oh, think I am. Yeah, like oh you just wanna be right. Like you just wanna be able to like oh, we're having a conversation. Like what I was able to point I was me? able to disprove your point. Exactly. <laughs> like, What's the point of a debate if I'm not but I, I hate yeah, I hate when people do that. Like oh, you just wanna be right all the time. Like, no, like we're having a conversation, you said something that was wrong. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> Like it's okay if you disagree, but there's no need to. You know what I say? You know what I say to people like when they say that? I'm like, all right, you know. What I said next time you say some some wrong shit, I'm gonna just let you be wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna just let you walk around here right. with wrong information. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. So well, you think LeBron James plays baseball? Yep. <laughs> you, you, you absolutely right. He's so yeah, killing it. Yeah, you know he he at DH in the American League. It's cool. Killing it. It's cool. Cause, and because the because the National League don't let you have a designated. Hood, You're right. You know, that's why I'll let, I'll let you think that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I think I think we really, I think we really brought a discussion that needed to be had to the forefront. Because I was a little nervous about this topic. I ain't gonna lie, but it came Me out. Me too. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I said, like I think each each and every one of us brings a uh, unique perspective to to different topics because we each come from different backgrounds, and I think that's the beauty of this podcast. Um, it's and cohesive. And hopefully, hopefully, those that are listening feel the same way. And um, Basically, more of the story is we just want y'all to know that no matter what you're pursuing, just make sure that you're putting in the same amount of effort into that passion 
as you are to maybe something that's taken you away from that passion. Do it to the best of your ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can listen to what worked for other people, and you can definitely pick up different details from that that can apply to you. But don't read that as the Bible. That's the Bible. Don't think that okay. Oh, I need to drop out and do this. If you do feel like that, and that's the best way to do it, do it by all means. Please do it, but don't do it because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Because yeah. there's just cause, yeah. There's definitely ways that you can achieve it, and you can and you can work to it at your own pace. And I think that's just that's just something that needs to be emphasized a lot more. We'll, we'll be the ones to do it, <laughs> like like you were saying about the college shit, like. I want to be able to, like, you know, get on this platform and be like, yeah, I did this shit without breaking my back. Right. <laughs> like, right. I, nigga, I hustle for this shit. I, I bust my ass for this shit, but I ain't yeah. break my back for this shit. Yeah, like, we need to be able to just let people know, like, yo, there's different means of achieving your goal, and you just got to achieve it to whatever fits you the best. And I think that just needs to be expressed more. I think Meek said it, like, this is the easiest time to get on of any generation ever. Yeah. Like so many platforms, so many like do it yourself and you know, somebody will see it type and, shit. And when people and and to that point, when you hear that, don't think it's Don't easy. think it's easy. Oh, yeah, no, no. yeah. This, this don't think it's easy. easy. But just know that like you have more resources and opportunities to yeah. make that happen. Yeah, it's 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 not as hard as it was years ago. Right. But right. the shit's still hard. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, um, does anybody have any closing thoughts before we let uh, Suave get off our trunks up outro? I don't know. Kate Griffin got his shit off. Yeah. <laughs> so, in that case, my then. Cock Rivers. Cock Rivers. Cock Rivers. Let us let, let the people know what the trunks up noise when we get out of here. <laughs> Still a peacock. I'm going to get it right <laughs> I don't even know if peacocks make noises. Like, that's the funny thing. And I'm pretty sure they don't sound like that. <laughs> they said no one knows, but it's provocative. <laughs> it gets the people going. It gets the people going. Listen, man. We really appreciate y'all coming in, listening to us. We're available on Spotify, Apple. 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 Finally. <laughs> and we are the Ether Podcast. And motherfuckers, we are out. We out. We <laughs> out.